progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the CDC, of cancers that affect both men and women, colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths in the United States and the third most common cancer in men and women. My guest today is Dr. Jay Pruthi. He's a gastroenterologist and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Pruthi. What are you seeing today in terms of colon cancer? Are we seeing on the rise or in decline? Thank you, Melanie, for uh, inviting me to the talk. The colon cancer, good news is that it is declining due to the more awareness, thanks to the media campaigns and screening. A lot of people are aware of it, participating in the screening, and the colon cancer is declining. That's a good news. Now, the question is, <clears throat> what is colon cancer? You know, colorectal cancer, we combine it, colon and rectum cancer, as a disease in which the cancer cells form in the inner lining of the colon or rectum. So together, the colon and the rectum make up the large bowel or the large intestine. <clears throat> so this is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in this country. And it is very important that we pay attention to it, do the screening, do our part, so that we can prevent the deaths from colorectal uh, cancer. So what are some of the risk factors? What would predispose somebody to increase their risk of colorectal cancers? The risk factors for colorectal cancer are any family history of colon cancer, personal history of colon polyps or colon cancer, smoking, obesity, sedentary lifestyle, and hereditary other cancer syndromes. These are the, some of the important uh, risk factors. Some of them we can modify and some of them we can't modify. Like family history, you can't modify. The lifestyle modifications we can do so that we reduce the risk for colorectal cancer. So, Dr. Pruthi, let's get into the screening because this has been called one of the best screening tools of this age right now because it actually has been said that this can prevent colon cancer. Let's talk about a colonoscopy. What is involved and who should have their first colonoscopy when? It's a very important question. <clears throat> What are the strategy strategy for reducing the colorectal cancer? <clears throat> so <clears throat> everybody at age 50 should undergo a screening colonoscopy. What is a screening colonoscopy? It's very simple. People drink liquid to uh, clean out the colon the day before the procedure. There are different kind of preparations for the colon uh, cleaning available. <clears throat> and you once the colon is cleaned out, somebody has to bring you to the endoscopy center or the hospital GI lab where we have uh, anesthesiologist or the nurse anesthetist who will give sedation to the patients. Generally, there is very minimal discomfort or no pain. Then we have large cable-like uh, tubes with a video camera on the tip. Those are called colonoscopes. So once the patients are sedated, we go through the rectum with this video camera and look at the whole colon. The colon and the rectum or the large intestine, they are about five to six feet long. We look at the whole colon very carefully. The idea is to look for the polyps because most of the colon cancer start as small polyps. Polyps are small warts-like growths, little, little polyps or mushroom-like growths. 
they start from the colon mucosa and then they continue to grow progressively and become cancerous. No? So, for example, if a polyp starts to form today, it may take about five to ten years for before it turns into cancer. So that means we have this opportunity, this window of opportunity, where we can intervene, go in, find these polyps and remove them before people have any symptoms. Because by the time you develop symptoms from colon cancer, it may be too late. The cancer has spread. So before you have any symptoms, we want to get there and get these polyps out. Now, once we remove the polyps, we send the polyp for testing and then determine what type of polyp it is and then recommend further screening intervals for colonoscopy, depending on the type, size, shape, and number of polyps. So this is very, very effective strategy. About 75% of colorectal cancer can be prevented through the screening colonoscopy. One method for screening colonoscopy. So before we get to what the polyps even mean, Dr. Pruthi, when we're talking about screening, please reiterate how easy, because people think that the whole biggest part of a colonoscopy that's going to be so bad is the prep, but it's not that big a deal. It's important that they realize, and then I'm sure you've heard when people say, okay, doctor, when are you going to start? And then you tell them, you're already finished. It's such an easy test. So just reiterate about the prep and how it's not that difficult to do. Yes. Prep, of course, people report that this is the most difficult part. But I tell you, it is good to clean out the colon once in a while. No? So a lot of people feel much better after cleaning the colon, actually. Prep is very easy nowadays. Previously, we used to have large gallon of water, drink to take and clean out the colon. Now there are different kind of preparations available uh, which are smaller in quantity and you can chase it out with large amount of water or Gatorade or any other kind of um, electrolyte solution and clean the colon out. Of course, you still have to clean the colon out. Now, <clears throat> what we recommend generally is people go on a clear liquid diet 24 to 36 hours before the procedure so that there is less material to push out, and then the preparation becomes easy. And it really is no big deal, and, I, and I, I want to reiterate to the listeners that this is an important screening. Now, Dr. Pruthi, you, if you find a polyp and you send them for testing at the lab, what is it that you are looking for? Are all polyps cancerous? No, not all polyps are cancerous. The polyps can be different kind of polyps. There can be hyperplastic polyps and the adenomatous polyps. Adenomatous polyps are the ones which are precancerous polyps. Then there are tubulovillous adenomas. Then we can get into technical terminologies. But the bottom line is any polyp is no good. We got to find all the polyps and remove them. Then the doctor can tell you, depending on the pathology report, that what type of polyp it was and then what is the further strategy uh, for uh, uh, surveillance colonoscopies, follow-up colonoscopies. If you do find that one of those polyps was cancerous or precancerous, does that mean that treatment will be started and speak about treatment for colon cancer just a bit? Sure. <clears throat> now, if there is a polyp, even though it was precancerous polyp and it has been removed completely, then you are set. Then nothing to worry about then we do chronoscopy in three to five years, depending on the you know, number of polyps. If the polyp margins are cancerous, that means there is a colon cancer there that has not been completely removed, then we go, we go further. 
Now, if the cancer is very superficial, still in the superficial, very top lining of the mucosa, we can go and you know do endoscopic mucosal resection to remove that part of the um, lining, superficial lining, endoscopically without undergoing major surgery. No? That takes care of it. Now, if the cancer cells are penetrating deeper, the stage is higher, then we can do uh, surgery, segmental resection. That we call it segmental resection, where there is a polyp or there is a small cancer that we have detected early. What I do is we um, put a tattoo mark inside with the uh, with the India ink, so that the surgeon, when they do laparoscopic surgery, they can recognize that segment of the colon and they cut out few inches of the colon if it's early cancer, and then they connect it right away. There is no need for colostomy bag in that situation. No? And uh, once it is gone, then pathology stages uh, tell us that there is a need for chemotherapy or no. If the colon cancer is very localized, there are no lymph node involvement, then there is no need for chemotherapy. But if we are diagnosing it at a later stage where it has gone beyond the colon wall and there are lymph nodes around it, then we send the patient for chemotherapy. And the chemotherapy is also very successful nowadays. The survival has improved um, over the last uh, few years. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Pruthi, what would you like to tell people who are concerned about their risk for colon cancer and the importance of screening? Yes. Risk for colon cancer <clears throat> is family history, and men and women both are at equal risk. You know, we used to think men are at higher risk, but men tend to get colon cancer at an earlier age than women, but women live longer, so they catch up. So with men. So thus, total number of cases in men and women is equal. Okay, Anybody with a family history of colon cancer or family history of colon polyps is, at risk, is at, risk, at risk. There is a history of endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer diagnosed before age 50 is a risk factor. So these people should go for screening early. Patients with of African-American inheritance, they are at higher risk also because they get colon cancer at a younger age. So American College of Gastroenterology recommends that they should go for colon cancer screening at age 45 rather than age 50. And everybody, everybody, average Joe walking on the street at age 50 should come for colon cancer screening. It is very important. It can save lives. 75% of the colon cancer can be prevented with screening colonoscopy. Screening colonoscopy, as we uh, talked about, is very easy. You clean out the colon, come to the endoscopy center or the hospital GI lab, give you anesthesia, do the colonoscopy, get the polyps out, and out you go. And why should they come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care? Palmdale Regional Medical Center is the major healthcare provider in this area. We have good equipment, compassionate care, our staff is very good, and we'll do our best to help the patients. Thank you so much. It's such great information, so important for listeners to hear, Dr. Pruthi. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. For more information, you can go to palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.